Welcome to Margin Business Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Today we got a special guest, Johan Jacob, the president of retailbound.com. Welcome, Johan. One more thing. If you like the content, please give us a thumbs up and hit the subscribe button. Thank you and enjoy. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining us um, today, Johan. I'm really happy that you could make it. Um, yeah, so uh, what we want to find out today is because entrepreneurs has a story to tell. Every entrepreneur has some discipline or extremes in their lives. And we want to find out the pattern and we want to hear your story uh, uh, today, how you got from, yeah, from the humble beginnings to success. So yeah, um, where, where did you grow up or where, uh, where you were born? What, how did the story uh, for, begin for, for you? Oh, we might need more than, than, than 30 minutes, my friend. But uh, uh, so I was born, I was born here in, in, in New York and, and raised in, in, in Illinois or Chicago. Okay. Um, you know, I grew up in a family of, 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 uh, of business executives. My, both my parents were in business and, uh, uh, and I, enjoyed, I enjoyed watching them you know, succeed. Um, uh, while in, in grade school and high school, I played uh, competitive tennis. Uh, and did that for a long time. I thought when I graduate high school or college, I'll be a professional tennis player. Unfortunately, okay. wow. after uh, a few months on the road, uh, uh, realized I'm not that good. You know, thought maybe I get my get make it a real job. So I got my uh, my MBA here in Chicago okay. and uh, decided to work as a, as a manufacturer. Okay. Uh, selling products to retailers uh, of different shapes and sizes. And this is back in the early 90s before the internet or before Google. Uh, and I can probably admit that I probably made more than my fair share of mistakes because there's really no one like a retail bound uh, helping me, guiding me, uh, maybe even doing the work. Yeah. Uh, but I spent a couple of years uh, on the road selling uh, products to both on uh, to retailers and distributors. And it took me some time, but I wasn't successful, but it cost me time, effort, and money, right? Okay. Um, then. Then I decided, no, this is a good job. I want something different, a bigger challenge. So I jumped to the other side of the desk and became a very, very large retail merchant uh, uh, mm -hmm. for two different billion-dollar retailers in the U.S. Uh, as a retail buyer, I worked with some of the big brands like Sony and Samsung and Microsoft and Dell, uh, but I also worked with a lot of entrepreneurs or okay. startups. And and I could tell, like a job interview, uh, which brands were ready, uh, especially smaller brands were ready to work with me and which ones weren't. Uh, the ones that weren't ready to work with me waste their time, waste my time, and don't get a second yeah. chance to make a first impression. And as a retail buyer, you know, I probably took the phone more often than my peers because I know, you know, a lot of young brands that don't have a, a, a connection to a buyer, they're, they're cold calling, they're cold email, they're doing the trade show thing. And it's tough to try to get yeah. a mind share of a customer or a decision maker. So I did my best to, to, uh, to reach out, to follow up on cold calls or emails more than my peers because I was a math budget first. So I know how hard it is to talk to a buyer at Apple or Costco or Best Buy. So yeah. uh, like I said, when I did pick up the phone, I could tell which ones who were ready to work with me and which ones weren't. Um, so, uh, you know, after this for a couple of years as a merchant, you know, I was uh, traveling internationally. I oh, saw okay. a movie called The Bucket List, you know, back in the mid 2000s with Jack Nicholson 
and Morgan Freeman. I, I was think, like, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't know, bucket list. Yeah, you know, uh, um, and I'm in my early 30s, so I, while at the airport, I took a piece of paper and wrote down things I want to do, like get married, have a couple of kids, travel the world, and so forth. Uh, one thing was to write a book. What should I write about, right? Hey. And I was thinking, wait, hey, what, what about retail? I mean, I have a unique background than most um, merchants because I've been on both sides of the desk. So I, I wrote a book uh, in the summer of 2006 uh, called Retail Bound. Learn how to sell products to retailers. It's on it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and other booksellers. You need to get that um, one. I need to get yep. definitely. I need to get that one. In, in about 14 years, uh, uh, we have so well over you know 20,000 copies around the world. Okay. So not bad for a guy who can't read or write. So I literally quit my job uh, many years ago uh, and started coming from scratch at Retail Bound, uh, which is a retail solutions agency. Innovative brand scale and retail. So in essence, we help young brands get retail ready. So develop their their marketing strategy, their, their sales strategy. Uh, we have 200 sales reps and four distributors, and our team helps the brand get into retail here in North America. Um, both brick and mortar, online catalog, TV trick response, and special retail. And then after they're in retail, our job is to act as their channel marketing manager in managing their business and driving sales but uh okay. that's my story about how i started basically you know was a tennis player uh realized i couldn't make it as a tennis player so i had to get a real job got my master's why you didn't do and, it as a yeah. tennis player why you didn't do it as a tennis player what was the what was the reason because normally if you're if you are already set for the way um then you know it's good you know for, for me for example i'll just tell you an example for when professional sports i was already too old I, I, I was in an amateur career at 33 years old. I made it to 36 and then I got tired. So that's it. Sure, sure. So that's, um, most, how was it for you? For most tennis players, you know, the average age is, is in the early 20s, right? They start to peak around yeah, 26 exactly. and by the time they're 30, they're ready to retire, right? Exactly. Um, and uh, I, I, you know, my parents really believed in education first. So, you know, yeah. like some of my peers whose grades weren't that, that great, you know, I, I spent time... Uh, studying and okay. getting good grades. You know, also I got a Fulbright scholarship in tennis. Uh, they would have graduated on time with honors and I was able to go to, to graduate school uh, and graduate honors as well. But uh, I realized, you know, at my age, you know, or my ability, I wasn't at that level. I had a bit more time and to do with school and, and tennis and your personal life. It's yeah, too it much. And, yeah. and today, right now, why I, I, I run a, a, a very successful global retail consulting company. I do find time a couple hours a week in teaching tennis. I actually, I actually am a certified uh, tennis pro or tennis instructor. Okay. And I teach uh, a couple hours a week more because I, because I, because I want to, uh, not because I need to. I, I like, like, probably like you, I like to give back. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I've been doing, you know, for the last uh, 20 years teaching tennis, you know, to adults and children. Oh, that's that's it. Well, great. You know, it's not just that you did the sport; you're as well teaching. You know, that's uh, that's amazing. Unfortunately, I have the time. I, I don't have the time at the moment uh, to do the same. I I managed like one hour per day of, of training, but you know, I'm sure uh, you find as well a little bit of training time. So, what I'm as well interested in when you when you were in school or high school, what what was your what was your strength in there? Where where were you really like outstanding? And maybe teachers didn't even see it because you mentioned where well, you know what the best in school. But for example, you know. So, so academically, uh, I, was, I was, you know, pretty, pretty good. Uh, business 
natural to me, especially the the software side, like mark like marketing and uh, you know, uh, business was was uh, was uh, a strength of mine, as well as art. Hard to believe. I like to draw, I like to paint. Okay. Um, the creative side, and uh, when I when in high school, I wanted to go in advertising, uh, and but maybe do the creative side. And my like parents said, "Hey." Like billboards yeah. and stuff, yeah. Billboards, TV commercials, uh, magazine ads, right? And uh, maybe get an art degree, okay. you know, uh, or uh, versus a business degree. And my parents said, "Listen, you can draw and be creative, but get a business degree, right? And then you know, when you're in a client, that you always can can draw. And as a retail buyer, as a merchant, they say retailing is a art and a science. Yes. You know, the buyers like myself, we were artists." Right, uh, trying to build something out of nothing. Uh, where the inventory planners who reported us, they're the scientists. How much inventory you need? You know, where's the right stores to put the inventory in? So that creative side, you know, uh, the art side really helped me uh, uh, be successful as a retail buyer back in the day. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's already very interesting because when, when you look when you look at the at the skills at the skill set. Um, you can see you can see already from the beginning that there is something growing growing out, you know. So and when when was the first time that you like feel okay? Uh, I got something in my hands here. Um, I'm 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 flipping something, you know. I'm I can I can make some I can make something work. Maybe in sales because I see that you're very good in sales. Um, that you, as well your your business is largely based on sales. So maybe there is a, there was something in the beginning that you say, wow, oh that's it. I'm, I really can do this, you know. Sure. So uh, in graduate school. Uh, uh, I took a a, 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 a a HR human resource elective called work life balance, and and in that in that class uh, there was an exam uh, called a Myers Briggs test, basically based on your personality. You know, are you extrovert, introvert? Are you are you self motivated? Things like that. What are the right careers for you? Right? It was you know things like being a policeman was not a fit for me. Being a scientist was not for me, or a doctor, right? Yeah. Uh, things like, you know, uh, athlete, store manager, entrepreneur. There are certain things, that, you know, according to this test, you know, basically I said, hey, that uh, being an entrepreneur uh, or something in sales, um, as a, you know, I started my career in sales, you know, uh, and then even as a retail buyer or uh, as a merchant, you're still selling, right? Because yes. you're selling your ideas to senior management. Hey, I really think this cup would do great at, you know, Walmart, right? Yeah. Uh, and your buyers, your boss says, no. So you're trying to sell your idea to your boss. And hey, I really think this is the, this is the cup we want to sell at Walmart, right? Um, so selling, we're be, you know, selling to uh, manufacturers, selling to retailers, selling internally, you're always selling your ideas. So um, yeah, I think I've been fortunate having that sales aptitude. Um, but no, I, I said I mean, I've enjoyed you know since 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 grade school. So okay, oh, okay, since grade what? Well, okay, that uh, that's pretty far far back as well, you know. So yeah, yeah. I, I, my first job, my first job, uh, when I was probably twelve years old, was uh, a paper boy. You no, know, you know, you know, back when we had newspapers, right? Yes. You know, I used to you know roll up the papers, but I also sell subscriptions. Okay. Um, and okay. you know, and, and you know, so at age age twelve years old, I'm I'm selling newspapers to the, the neighbors, you know, a um, little fun fact, by the way, um, I was 13 years old and uh, on my paper route, I found uh, $500 cash on wow. the street. 
Now, most kids say, wow, I, don't know, I can buy some comic books, I can buy some candy. Uh, being the honest guy that I am, you know, um, I actually turn the money into the police. Yeah. Like, it's not my money. It's someone else's money, right? Exactly. Um, no one claimed the money. Uh, so in six months, uh, I, got the money, I got the money myself. Uh, I was actually reared up in my local town as a hero of the year. So I actually got a certificate in, my, uh, in, our, in our library. Um, but yeah, that, that $500 that I, that I, that I got, that I found, um, I actually bought my first, uh, uh, TV in electronics and that's what got me interested about electronics. So when I was a retail buyer, um, I was a buyer in electronics. So that's another thing that kind of got me interested in some trunks because I found some money on the streets, yeah, sure. got it back, uh, six months later and I bought my first, uh, large electronic purchase from that. Okay, so yeah, that's uh, that's as well a good story because with the five hundred you invested it as well in uh, in something. Yeah, something that, something that I enjoy, and yeah, so I, I've been I've been in electronics as a as a as a sales manager, as a retail buyer, and as a consultant for nearly um, thirty years, right? Oh. Um, and, and so obviously, you know, me buying a a large purchase. You know, electronics kind of got me interested. Hey, wow, well, I mean, I like being a buyer of TVs or video yeah. games or digital cameras. So I've been forced in my career to be around uh, consumer electronic manufacturers. This week is actually the uh, the consumer electronics show. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the first time in uh, in ever. It's a it's a virtual show. So right now uh, our team is actually doing a show uh, in Vegas. Okay. Oh, that's that's yeah. But you are you are actually on there, right? Uh, yes, uh, we're actually. I, I I did a presentation earlier today uh, for CES and I had a couple of meetings so far. Yeah. So it's a, oh, that's, but that's... yeah, I've, I've done this show for uh, 23 years in a row. 22 physical, and this is our first year yeah, it's virtual. First year. Yeah, it's the first year virtual because I've seen that you already your your company started in uh, back in 2006 when I uh, remember correctly. Yeah, the book the book was written uh, 2006, and then. I did some, you know, consulting while on the side, while as a merchant, and then two on eight, I said, you know, I think I could do this full time, and yeah, quit my high-paying job, and you know, so we've been official since two on eight, but unofficially since two on six when the book was was released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, because this is as well something when you when people are um, switching from the normal job into the into the entrepreneurship. It's a, it's a tough stage, especially if you have children, if you have something going on, you know, you obviously you're making, if you make already, like you said, because most of the people I know when they make 125,000 a year, um, you know, and they have everything benefits this and that, and they can fly around and, you know, yeah. and then they think about, uh, do you tell them about onto being an entrepreneur? They say, why should I do that? You know, or. Yeah, I, know? I wouldn't recommend, you no, know, I didn't mind a little different, right? So, you know, I, I was doing a couple hours here and there for, for about two years, you know, because of the book, it was really, the book I wrote was really inventors uh, and moonlighters, right? People had a full-time job but want to create something on the side. Anyway, it was an hour here, an hour there. It's like, like taking a private tennis lesson from me, right? An okay. hour there, it was, it was, it was, I call it fun money. It was gas yeah. money, right? It was going out to dinner money, right? It wasn't like I could, I could sustain a living, but you know, I'll see, um, you know, it, it got to be tough, you know, have a full-time job, yes. you know, having, having you know, a wife and kids doing, you know, planes, working out and then doing this little part-time consulting thing. And I realized, wow, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to be a consultant or run my own business, 
I got I, I need to put my heart my heart and soul into it. Sure. And I realized that you know, quit a high paying job, right? A six figure job with salary and benefits. You know, I I I, I advise people not to do it sometimes because you know unless you have a you know, I, I had a savings yeah. like my wife didn't work she's a stay-at-home mom um so i wouldn't recommend what i what i did you know i have a mortgage and car payments but i figured out know, if i couldn't do it after a certain amount of time yes uh maybe maybe i can get a job at best buy corporate or amazon corporate i knew that when i when i quit i was at the peak you know so i knew i could not say i could write my own ticket but i knew that i could probably get a, a merchant job at any major retailer in the US. So I was on two words. So but if I'm gonna do it right, you know, let me put my my heart and soul into it. And yeah, the first, you know, 30 to 45 days, you know, no clients, right? It took some time, right? To kind of build that sales pipeline. Yeah. Uh, within three months, we land, I landed two clients by myself and paid you know a small port, wasn't nearly close to my salary. Uh, within within uh, six months uh, of doing this full time, I actually equaled my salary, which wow. Uh, when 12 months from me quitting, I actually doubled my salary, and uh, you know, 13 years later, it's you know, higher than that. So, uh, but again, you know, I said, I've been, I guess I'm, I'm lucky that I'm good. Uh, I always say that uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get, right? So, I do work a lot of hours, but like you do, Omar. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, when I talk to uh, uh, potential entrepreneurs maybe they're a retail buyer i talked to one today and he's like you know i'm thinking about quitting my job and and being a consultant like you johan i said does your wife work uh, nope do you have any kids yep do you get a mortgage yep so, well you know unless you have something going you know or you have a, an idea or, or if you're gonna be a consultant what's gonna make you different right and i said i wouldn't recommend that i would say maybe try to do some things part-time and then maybe Go full time, but no, I decided to take a leap of faith, and um, you know, I got lucky, I guess. There are unfortunately some people who, who do quit their job, they start their business, and one to five years later, they're back to uh, corporate America. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But you know, what I, what I think, what I always recommend people, you know, they they need they need to test themselves. Are, are you ready for that? You know, because yep. if, some, if somebody uh, in a normal job, ninety five, okay, uh, he goes home at five, five o'clock on Friday and sits down and, and does nothing over the whole weekend. Or, you know, yeah. you cannot recommend him to, to do something, even if you say, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to. No, you cannot. First, you need to, they need to show. They need to show that they really want it, you know. And then they need to try, first of all, to the same salary they have, they should at least make half of it of what they do, of the consultancy, what they do apart. So they need to invest as yeah. well. After their office hours, they need to invest another six to eight hours at home, you know. Yeah, I, 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 there's one, if you want to be a good entrepreneur, you know, um, the, the, the number one characteristic I look at uh, is being self-motivated, right? Because yeah. when you run, if you have your own company, no one's tapping in your show, okay, hey, Omar, you, know you got to do this. You got you to be, be able to do more yourself. And and I know, you know, I asked my parents as a kid, how was I? They said, you know, you had your strengths and weaknesses, but one of the things that they never had to ask me is do your homework. I did my own homework, right? Or go play tennis. I practice myself. No one pushed me harder than myself, right? We always say that, but you know, you know, I, I as a kid, I was a I was very self motivated. No one had to make me do my homework. No one had to make me go play tennis, right? No one made me write a book or start a business from uh, from scratch, right? So, um, yeah. So I think if you if you're gonna be if you if you think you want to be an entrepreneur, get yourself in the mirror. You know, 
can I admit it myself, right? Uh, without, you know, my, without, you know, my, my real boss pushing me, right? Tell me, hey, Omar, get your report in, you know, tomorrow at two o'clock, right? So uh, I think being self-motivated is probably a, a, a one, one of the top characteristics of being a successful entrepreneur. It's sure, sure. And then we come as well to the next question. What, what actually does motivate you to, to, to do what you do? What is your, what is every day when you get up in the morning? I don't know what time, but most probably five, six o'clock in the morning, you know? Yeah, you know my schedule very well. I do get up early <laughs> before, you know, to work out. But, uh, uh, you know, you know, as you get older, right, your motivations change, right? Um, you know, I, I would say that what motivates me um, professionally uh, is seeing my clients succeed. Right. You know, I'm at LO where money is not a big deal. We, I, you know, have a very, I mean, make a very good living at retail bound, but seeing our clients succeed, I mean, seeing our clients product at a retail shelf, see it on air at QVC, see it online at Amazon, see it in print, that motivates me because now I'm helping another entrepreneur achieve their dreams, right? Because yeah. I work with mostly uh, uh, young product uh, entrepreneurs and startups. And they hope they get the product into a Best Buy, a Target, an Apple, right? So when it is there on the shelf, 12 months, 18 months after we start, I'm as excited as they are. So, wow, look at this. Their product is on the shelf that I saw, you know, That's six amazing. months ago or nine months ago. So that motivates me more than how much money I get paid each week, each month, each year. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good that's a very good reply. It's very different from uh, what we hear normally, and pro very professional, you know. Um, well, if you're a sales if you're a salesperson, right? You know, your motivation is money. I mean, I interview salespeople. I ask, what motivates you? And they say, well, the job, the people, like whatever. Right? Pass. You know, if you're a salesperson, you say, money motivates you, right? You know, um, for me, what motivates me is helping our clients, you know, be successful. Now, as that's a consultant. Now, as the owner of a company, right? You know, you know, my goal is to, you know, get as, as many clients as possible, right? And, and beat the competition. Because like all of us, I'll give you an American consultant or your retail consultant, is we have our own indirect and direct competitors, right? And I like to win, you know, like you, right? We played competitive sports and I like to win. So like I said earlier, when we don't win that ticker client proposal, was it, was it us? Were we too high priced? Did we not clearly articulate, you know, what we actually do? Uh, or is it the client? You know, they you know the money, the product's not ready yet, or you know they want to do it themselves. Because most startups want to do things themselves, or launch on Amazon themselves, doing their their own PR themselves, yes, yes. you know, doing their own website by themselves. And 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 most realize aren't that good at doing their own Amazon, their own website. And that's why they need to hire people like you and I to uh, uh, shorten. The learning cycle, right? I, mean, I did sales myself as a manufacturer, and it took me a long time. Where if there's a retail bound back in the early '90s, I would have been much successful and theory spent a lot less money and effort. Uh, and, and we've had brands that say no today, not interested, and a year later they come back and yawn. We should listen to you. We spent a year doing this and this, and we're still in the same place. Uh, hey, Johan, can you help us get into retail? Sure, yeah. you know, so, um, yeah, but, but Maurice is really, again, helping clients be successful and helping them achieve their own entrepreneurial dreams. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's really good. Uh, I really like that reply, you know, because it's, uh, it's, it's a real motivation. It's a real, uh, because when you already done it and you can pass it on to others, it's, uh, it's, it's really, 
it's really satisfying. Let's uh, let's yeah, say. And we've, we've had clients win several awards. You know, we've had a client who won uh, in the U.S. There's a magazine called Inc. Magazine. Um, uh, it's, a, it's an entrepreneur magazine, yeah. and every year they rank the top 500 and 5,000 fastest growing U.S. companies. Okay. We had a client that they had zero sales when we started them. We grew the company so fast that 2013 and 2014, Inc. Magazine recognized them as one of the fastest. 500 growing companies in the U.S., right? Um, and we have other 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 awards. Our clients have won thanks to our hard work. So oh, that's that's a really good achievement, you know. I mean, that's uh, amazing, amazing, really amazing. Um, one more question: um, sure. When you when you um, if for example, now we're in this crisis, we have all these uh, uh, issues going on, and there are still startups coming out. There are still people trying things. What would be your uh, your message to them? What we um, how would you motivate them? How um, uh, you know or or what what should they take care of or what should they be uh, very uh, attentive of? Sure. So from 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 my world, I talk to product brands who are interested in getting into retail, right? Because obviously, retail was was one of the industries that got that suffered a lot in 2020 thanks to COVID. People didn't want to go shop in stores, and some retailers don't have a Omni-channel uh, experience. It means they don't have mobile, they don't have web. Uh, it's strictly a brick and mortar. And the stores are closed. How to get sales, right? And I would, I would, I would tell brands today that you know uh, retail is still challenging, but ever, uh, but but ever changing. Uh, there are categories. Uh, obviously, e-com has done really great, but even catalog or TV direct response has done very well. Uh, certain categories, like you know, products that here make me work from home. Study yeah. from home, cook at home, play at home, and work at home. You know, uh, have done very well for our retailers and our clients. But I would say that for for any young brand that's interested in retail in 2021, whether it's e-com like Amazon uh, or brick and mortar like a Best Buy, right? Is make sure you're realistic yeah. with your expectations. Uh, make sure that uh, that uh, you have the resources. Uh, especially financial resources, uh, they're capitalized. That many retailers don't pay up front, right? Uh, the, uh, there's there are terms, uh, and you have the capital to, to get inventory. Um, and then make sure you have a good team. You know um, that you know where you maybe can't afford to hire employees. They maybe outsource to companies like like you know margin business or retail bound to, uh, to help manage some of these things uh, that you don't have the time or the experience to do yourself. Oh, that's sure. That's sure. Because, you know, as, as you said, when hiring companies like us, like ours, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, people take the shortcut. They don't do it on their own. They don't uh, play around and try it for years and stuff. You know, no, they come directly to somebody, pay the, pay the money and that's it. They, the job is done and they really get something uh, out of it. You know, it's uh, how can I say it's when 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 people try and always on themselves because we have in amazon uh, i don't know i have plenty plenty sellers who trying always to do it on themselves you know yeah. uh, especially 3p sellers you know they even yep. if up on the, at the top sometimes you see them even going into into things which which actually at that level you know it's they, they should be taking care of something else you know they and it's it's really important at that point to have somebody who's taking care of everything, you know, although you give them a percentage of obviously of, of what you're making, it don't matter, you know, you, you got your hands free, uh, you know, as long as it works, uh, it should be fine, you know, and this is... Uh, yeah, the, and, and I think what I always say is, what's your time worth to you, right? 
that's the idea, right? Uh, like for me, we have, we live in a nice house here in Chicago. We have a, you know, and and we have a, we have cleaners that come to our house every other week to clean the house. It takes you know three or four hours to clean our house, you know, from top to bottom. Now yeah. I could do it myself. Uh, sure. Spend all day, and my wife will still complain. It's still dirty, right? Um, or I have the cleaners do it. Now it, it's like a, it's like a small car payment yeah. I spend, and the cleaners clean our house every other week. However, those three or four hours, you know, or for me, if it take me eight hours to clean my house, I use that time to work, uh, spend time with my kids or my, and my wife, uh, work out, right? And then the day is, what is your time worth to you? So when we talk to entrepreneurs, I say, no, I'll do it myself. Well, great. You could do it. You can spend a year doing it yourself or in three months, you know, read the book and get it done. What's your time worth? You want to spend a year, spend all these hours yourself or have retail bound or and or margin business do it for you yes it's going to cost you but in the grand scheme of things it's going to cost you a lot less having retail do this right where you can focus your time on more productive things so they can spend their time on uh, fundraising run the company uh right. developing a product line where retail bound can manage their their retail business margin business can can manage their amazon business right what is your time worth to you is what we what we kind of um ask our brands our potential clients we're on the fence whether they hire us or not yeah, yeah it's true it's true because yeah at the end we don't know how long we're going to stay on this planet you know and time is super precious you know yep. i'm already upset that i have to sleep but you know it's it has to be done that's right <laughs> you know but 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 other people you know they they need to value their time they need to understand to value their time you know some people will never understand some people understand it early some people understand it you know half but you know it's it's super important and i try as well to to explain everyone uh, uh to do it as well the same the same way and try to like you said it's the best example with the cleaners you know it's it's not it's not that we don't want to do the job of the cleaner it's it's you know it's just it's the time is precious you know we we can do so many other things we can play with the kids we can uh we can grow the company you know there are so many things you know and at the same time you can help others and and you know it's it's as well something to give back to the community because when you give money out they 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 help you cleaning the house you're happy they're happy and you know you yep. turn the whole money around and this is uh, this is uh, the beauty of thing uh, if if you do it all on your own then you know, probably you're know, most probably you ain't gonna sleep anymore so there's not there's only only extra hours in a day right and you have to sleep right uh, and take care of yourself so yeah so it's what's your time worth right? and exactly. and again I say. Six, six every 10 brands that say no to us today will come back to us in a year saying, hey, Johan, I should listen to you. You know, I didn't. I did it myself, and I, and I burned a bridge. I, I spent too much money going on the, on the wrong path. I should have hired you back in January, then wait till December of, uh, of the year to talk to you. And by that time, you know, a year has passed. They're in the exact same spot where their competition has now, you know, eclipsed them now. They, you know, they, if they started – you know, with us at, in January, they would have been here, but now that they have not used us and did themselves, the competition is is yeah. here, right? So, but, but yeah, six six every ten clients that say please and say no, come back to us a year later saying, I should have I should have listened to Johan and team, you know, and uh, where, 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 do I, where do I sign a contract? <laughs> exactly. You know, if you don't mind, I will put a quote out of this uh, under your name. Uh, what's 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 your time worth? Yeah, what's your time worth, right? What's your time worth? Yeah, yeah I think you it's know. a perfect quote. You know, really, it's a, I really like it. I really like it. Good. 
Yeah, uh, it's uh, pa- patent pending or trademarked, I guess. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you can you tell us a little bit about about a retailbound.com? How um, I mean, a little bit deeper how it how it began and where it is today, and where do you think or where do you want to lead it? Let's say this way: Where is your? Because obviously you have a plan where where it should go in the next years. Um, sure. Because pretty established company, 2006, the book, 2008, the company begins. Really uh, a strong. Um, I, I think we didn't see the last uh, uh, buzz. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, re- so, so, yeah. So retail, retail bound. When we first started you know, officially in 2008, uh, we were really more of a retail coach, you know, or a retail consultant, helping really more small brands, you know, understand about retail. But even we teach them the the techniques and strategies, made enough the time or experience to actually do the work. Right. And in most consultants, they'll, they'll tell you what to do, but they won't do the work. It's up to you as the, the, the client did the work. And, and, and I would say two third direct clients are international. We have clients in, in, uh, in 30 or four different countries, you know, from Europe, Asia, Australia and Canada, besides U.S. And if you're a company in, in, in Hong Kong, how do you work at Best Buy when you're between 12, 13 to 14 hours time difference? Right. You can't. You need someone locally. So you know, we, that's why we decided to really become more of a of a of a retail um, channel marketing sales team. Find both the the consulting, but also the execution of of getting them into retail and managing the process. When we go to trade shows uh, like like the Consumer Triumph Show, the Hustle Show, and explain what we do, like like wow, yo, and you're like Shark Tank or Dragon's yeah. You actually yes. help companies succeed. Yeah, I think a better analogy for us, Omar, what we actually do, we're more about retail concierge. That's why uh, that if you came if you came to the U.S., came to Chicago, you and your wife, and you stayed at a nice hotel, and didn't know, and I wasn't around, and you say, where, where should we go eat? Where should we go visit? You go down the concierge desk, and they'll tell you, okay, Omar, go here, go there. At Retail Bound, right, we have a, a vetted list of people like American consultants, uh, like uh, PR people mm-hmm. like retail packaging people and so forth, right? So instead of our clients Googling the best warehouse or 3PL, we have a vetted list of 3PLs and warehouses that can stock their product domestically. So we're more of a retail concierge helping brands, uh, up and coming brands get, uh, get ready uh, uh, and get placed at major retailers all across, all across uh, U- uh, North America. Uh, at Retail Bound, um, you know, since we, I said earlier, we're a retail solutions agency. We do more than just trying to get product placed in retail. We have other services. Um, so, uh, we have a team in London, oh, uh, nice. about seven people, like yeah. you were here in North America, yeah. do the exact same thing, getting clients retail ready for European retailers. Uh, so, so, so Germany, France, uh, Ireland, UK, the Nordics, even a little bit of the Middle East, like Dubai, right? Um, we have a service called Retailbound Vision, uh, where basically we do store audits all across the all around, around the girl so if you're a a a a a paris brand and your product placed in walmart and say a thousand stores how do you know your product is actually on the shelf you're in paris right you don't know if it's actually on the shelf it might be in the, the back stock room so we have about 1.5 million associates through a crowdsourcing of labor to go to any store in north america to audit a client's product on the shelf and make sure it's set perfectly. And then finally, we have a service called Retabound 
voice, which is influencer marketing. A lot of our clients are really good at digital marketing, like page search and Facebook ads. But finding influencers is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. So we have a large database of influencers, like celebrities to market influencers that could do a unboxing video, put it on YouTube or Instagram, and then drive traffic to their Amazon listing, their Best Buy listing, their uh, Costco listing. So we offer about five different platforms for up and coming brands to to drive sales in retail. Well, that's a, that's a pretty big uh, plateau of, uh, of what Retail Bank actually is doing. I, I used to have hair back until, if you see my LinkedIn picture, I had hair in 2008. <laughs> now it's all gone. So. <laughs> because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, it's, you got a big service. I mean, it's you. You have to overview all of about, this. You you know, to, we, we started really one service when we you know, back in two thousand eight, and we've morphed into five services over the years. We've experimented with other services. Um, we are looking. You know, what's what's the future look like? We'll probably have a, a venture arm like a Shark Tank oh, okay. um, called Retabound Ventures. Okay. You know, you know, name name trademark or pending, I guess. Uh, we'll have another service called Retailbound Academy, more of like a school to educate people about retail. But that's down the road. But uh, and we'll probably open up Retailbound Asia, helping clients expand it with uh, Asian retail because it's like Europe. You know, I don't care if it's Singapore, I don't care if it's if it's Tokyo, I don't care if it's Hong Kong. Um, the Asian retailers, you guys know, it it, it it's different. It's like like Europe, U.S. is usually the reason why many brands globally choose U.S. first because it's it's one box packaging, one you know a handful of certifications, uh, very little taxation. Versus in Europe and Asia, you got multiple countries, multiple taxations, multiple languages, right? So um, yeah, but we are looking at uh, adding other services okay. down the road. So as well, because you mentioned Asia, obviously, um, uh, in the direction, uh, I want a little bit point out in the direction because it's uh, the market, the Asian markets, especially, I don't talk about the Chinese market, it is a market for itself, but I mean the Southeast Asian market. It's, yep. uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a hungry, hungry, hungry animal, I would say, you know, it's very big and it, grew, it will grow very, very large within the next years. And um, people should, you already has to have the plan, you know. People should really go into that direction because there is really, uh, it's 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 amazing, you know, what the potential they have. If you look at Kuala Lumpur, if you look at uh, Singapore, uh, the potential uh, these cities alone have, um, let alone the money. Yep. What can the, the buying capabilities they have? Is, uh, is another level when you look at, uh, at Europe or uh, I, I would not say the US, let the US out in their own game because there's another playground on their own, you know? But if you look at Europe and then compare Asia, uh, then uh, Asia obviously is a, is a very, very big player. Yeah, we, 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 we were with many, many different Hong Kong and Singaporean brands. In fact, Retabound is an official mentor uh, to Singapore government. Uh, so any Singapore brand that 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 wants retail bound to help them with 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 uh, uh, retail uh, in the U.S., the Singapore government will actually pay our fees, right? Okay. 
uh, Hong Kong, we've done we've done some work with uh, many Hong Kong accelerators as well. So, uh, I mean, people have asked, "Hey, listen, yo, I'm thanks, so glad you're helping us get into U.S. retail, but we can help with retail in our, our own neighborhood here in Singapore uh, or the Philippines or you know wherever." So we are looking, um, but right now, U.S. is still and Canada is still our, our number one priority. Uh, with Europe number two, but hopefully Redmond Asia is something we'll probably launch, you know, in the near future. Well, that's uh, that's that's some good plans for the future, and I guess this is as well uh, answer to my question: what's going to happen in the next five years? And this is exactly what I uh, what I what I wanted to hear actually, because I uh, the 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 outbound into the new markets is super important. It's not being said. It's not saying that the uh, U.S. is. Uh, is 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 you know don't work anymore but you know yep. going out there uh trying new things is the is really being innovative uh, and being uh being really moving all the time uh i think it's uh it's yeah, really yeah, healthy an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur you gotta make you got you got you gotta take a risk right exactly. uh using a baseball term you know once i swing up once i swing at the ball you know i won't get on base right yeah i may strike out right and yeah. and yeah, uh, but and so you know, have, has it been perfect all all twelve years? No, of course not. You know, we the biggest flop for us, no, you know, you know, is we thought maybe we should license our brand right to expand internationally in Europe and Asia and other countries, maybe like McDonald's or Subway. You know, we license our brand because Rita Bound, we are a consultant. We have our own methodologies, our own processes, mm-hmm. uh, and we did. We spent a lot of money, nearly six figures. In licensing our brand, Retail Bound, and, and you be a, a licensed Retail Bound coach, you know, living in Singapore or yeah. Hong Kong or Tel Aviv or or or, or Paris, and after about a year, we pulled the plug. You know, it was a lot of money, right? And it hurts as an entrepreneur. It's technically your money, right? You're investing, you know, uh, it's about almost a hundred thousand dollars, and realized it didn't work. But you know, in Retail Bound, like like uh, employees, our philosophy is. Hire slow and fire fast. That's been our philosophy in hiring people to work for us. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if it's not working, this 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 bigger strategy of licensing our brand, you know, to entrepreneurs to to who live anywhere in the world, in the world let's pull out, right? So after about a year and spent nearly a hundred thousand dollars, you know, we pulled out. It was it wasn't the right time, there wasn't the right fit, or there wasn't the right strategy. So you know, we've had a couple of 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 snafus, uh, but. Is that it is earlier we've continued to grow double digit for the last 12 years so we can't have we have we do have room to experiment i guess yeah. uh and if it fails all right you learn and okay what can we do different next time yeah that's uh that's already yeah, everything is said because you know when you ex- you can still if you still can exper- experiment with something um like you said you you hire you fire you you try something out there have been things in the past which have been replicated which worked i mean you know, it's uh, uh, it's really good. I mean, retailbound.com. I yeah, bought retailbound. It. is our URL, and you now looking forward to helping any young brands that are looking to get into retail in North America or in Europe. Yeah, it's amazing. Really, thank you so much. Thank you so much for for all this. Uh, uh, you know, because we are always searching what is going on in the life of an entrepreneur, and you exactly sure. fitted this. Uh, you know, this This is what we were searching for, you know, and uh, cool. obviously out of your family, out of your, your childhood, and then, uh, uh, you know, the stories of the newspaper, uh, everything, if you if you wrap everything up at the end, you have already your pattern up to success, you know, it's, uh, 
a perfect, uh, perfect beginning. Cool. Well, I appreciate uh, the time you spent with me today. Thank you so much. I appreciate a lot that you took the time today as well. Um, hopefully we can do this again, meet in person, you know, uh, once this Corona is over, we can yep. again. At the moment, we are as well a little bit stuck, but it's all good. We'll get there. I, I have a lot of international trips planned once COVID goes away, because like well, we have a lot of clients uh, all around the world, right? From Singapore to Hong Kong to Europe to, to even Canada. So I'm looking, even even Australia, Melbourne. So yeah, I'm looking forward to do some traveling. Um, but yeah, uh, unfortunately, we kind of our hands are locked. That's okay. We're gonna be yeah. uh, safe and sorry. Thank God for Zoom and, and other other uh, electronic media. But uh, oh yeah, I look forward to hopefully meeting you in the very near future. All right. Thank you so much for your time today. Johan, speak to you later. Yeah, my friend. Bye. Cheers. Bye.